0: I'm Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you've become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury. Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. And here we go. Mr. Charlie. the comic book bullies where nerd is a new bully i'm your host leroy with my co-hosts
1: this is eli what's up
0: yeah eli guess what what's up nobody died well good that's a good thing so uh, well yeah. we're jinxing it just make sure nobody oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah eli is oh uh, it did seem like it was too much like news going on right now but it was still enough stuff to go around there's still some interesting stuff going on and in the comic world it's Always, interesting stuff going on. Uh, but not going to comic book world. Eli, guess what? I'm, I'm thinking about doing. What's that? I'm thinking about getting a new career. I'm thinking about getting oh, a new really? job. Oh, really? Stipping? Yeah, I'm getting thinking about getting a job because I just <laughs> I just saw on the the US. Gov posting that NASA has yes. an opening. Oh yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. NASA has an opening right now, and they are right now uh, applying. If you want to apply for. A planetary protection officer to protect the earth from alien harm you can apply for it and I was like ha ha, ha that's funny it's supposed to be like some kind of uh, onion gag or something like that until I'm actually looking at the usjobs.gov like application right now <laughs> this is some real shit yeah. so yeah so if you want to apply to be the offender of the earth you can do that I would post a link to it but I don't want the competition I want to get this job, <laughs> so fuck that. Now, Eli, I'm sitting reading this shit right now. Okay, I'm going to tell you how in-depth this shit is. Uh, it was posted on July 13th when they posted the, uh, the site, uh, when they posted the job op- opportunity. The pay scale and the pay grade is SL00. Now, here's the kicker. It's a full-time job, but guess how much they're paying?
1: I heard it's a lot.
0: It's a lot. It is. I'm looking at it. starts. It starts at 124000 a year. Woo. And goes up to 187 thousand a year.
1: Now that seems kind of cheap. If you're going to be protecting the Earth, that's everybody hey, on this you planet can pay me half from there. fucking <laughs> from fucking alien from alien annihilation. I think it's worth more than that,
0: man. Eli, you missing <laughs> the big picture? You can walk into <laughs> any bar like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I protect the Earth from danger. Oh, really? Uh, i'm a man in black no (laughs) exactly (laughs) girl i could tell you but i have to kill you (laughs) i mean think about it so you got to think of the perks of being the defender of the earth you know now basically what they're saying what the job is all about i guess what they're saying is that you have to specialize in any kind of you know bacteria that's not from this earth so whenever somebody comes back from space or they go on a space mission, you have to make sure that any kind of biology that's attached to them is not from another uh, from another species that may contaminate our planet. They actually have a a name for the aliens. What do they call it? They call the alien life form any kind of alien life form that might be attached to it, any kind of spaceship or astronaut coming back organic constituent and biological contamination. So you have mm. to make sure that they don't bring back like an, an alien symbiote, you know and turn somebody into venom, you know, and they go attack in the city and shit like that. So that's your job, Eli. You have to make sure it doesn't happen. Sounds like you got to be good at chemistry. Then. <laughs> well, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking like, what are the requirements? I mean, I don't think this is an entry-level position. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the requirements. Okay. Okay, Eli, you have to be able to travel. Okay. <laughs> you have to be available. You have to pass the drug test, people. So all you people out there, you know, that believe in aliens, put the fucking weed down. You're not <laughs> uh, you must ha- complete a financial disclosure statement. Okay, they have to know where your funds coming in, and things like that. Oh, one year pro. Oh, one year probationary period must be required. So, okay, you can't be. Uh, it takes a year for them to qualify everything. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go, Eli. You called it. You called it. Uh, degree. You must have a degree in physical science, engineering, or mathematics. Include 24 hours of physical science and engineering. So, yeah, this is not an entry-level job. You can't just walk into it like, hey, I want to be a man <laughs> in black, you know. Yeah,
1: walk you up know. to NASA, let me get an application. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> well, I worked at Walmart before here. <laughs> no, that doesn't work like that, no. <laughs> so you have to be on your shit if you want to apply for it. But, hey, if you want to apply, feel free be an Avenger, be a defender of the Earth. Nick Fury would show up at your house saying, "I'm here for the Avenger Initiative. Hey, join it. If you do, I'm pretty sure you can't tell anybody you're a defender of the Earth and you're protecting us from alien, uh, menaces and invasions and stuff like that." But, you know, it's just did you see? Go.
1: Did you see the little kid? He was like a third grader or whatever that sent the letter to NASA. I just man, that hurt,
0: that, that hurt my heart, man. That hurt my that, that, Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that 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 got, that got me. That got me. I, it's not too many things that did, but when the little kid was saying, like, yeah, my friends call me an alien. My sister called me an alien, so I'd be good with aliens. And I think he sent, like, a picture of Groot or something. Yeah, Some, yeah something that was, like, really heartwarming. And I was like, aw. So, yeah. all right, but that's going to be the sappiest we could the in show. Other than that, we're back to <laughs> the comic book bullies. <laughs> there we go. Okay, all now. Right. Moving on, we let's go but What we always talk about in this podcast, we always go to the box office numbers. The numbers are kind of slowing down right now, but they're still kind of surprising, and we're just kind of keeping up with what the numbers look like right now. So, number one at the box office is kind of surprising, but not surprising. The Dark Tower. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of surprising because let me take a look at this real quick. Let me pull up these numbers.
1: Yeah, I heard every, everyone's shitting on it. Well, I've heard mixed reviews. Well, I haven't seen it yet,
0: but yeah, no. well, well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now has it as a whopping eighteen percent. Okay. So they are shitting on the movie right now. Fact,
1: basically if you're a fan of the books, you're gonna hate it. But if you know nothing about the books, you you probably will like it. That's what I've
0: heard. That's what I'm hearing. Uh okay. that's what I'm hearing. If you're a fan of the books and you know and you're expecting to, to see, you know, something that reminds you of the books, you're gonna hate it. But they're saying but I'm hearing some people that haven't seen the books said the movie still suck. No, oh,
1: no. Yeah. And I and it sounds like it's just like they're set, They're 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 more concerned with setting up this franchise than you know. So this was just a set up for like all these other movies they want to make about the Dark Tower, and this movie was just the half assed attempt to set up that shit. It's like why are you? It's like it's all about the franchises. Why don't you just make a good movie? And, but nobody and then, knows how know. to
0: make a franchise. They started it and it it like it fills us out before it can even take off. Other than Marvel, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why these movies, like, they need to just consider kind of making a good movie first. Yes. Don't try to make yes. five movies and make a first chapter. Make one good movie. That's what they did.
1: Yeah, and then go on. Yeah, because you
0: know. the uh. thing is, what the Marvel Cinematic, even with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, big of it is now, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, felt like a complete movie. They didn't show yeah. a bunch of shit at you. It felt like it was beginning, and, and if, that, if that was it, and nothing other than, the, like, the very end with Nick Fury Show, if they didn't have that it could have just been just a complete movie, and that was it, you know, but they mm-hmm. built from there. And matter of fact, that's what Iron Man 2 suffered from. They kept shoving shit in there, and you could tell it wasn't natural, and they kept forcing it in there. Oh, uh, Black Widow's showing up. Uh Nick Fury showing up. Uh they got East Coast of the Avengers showing up. S.H.I.E.L.D. showing up, you know, and, and it, it felt like it was a sort of kind of good movie, but then you got all this. It's like the movie just stopped i just throw shit in there and then start back up again. But anyway, number two. <laughs> so number two is Dunkirk. Still oh, hanging okay. in there. Uh, pulled in some of that. Didn't have a big drop off. 35%. Pretty cool. Uh, number three is the Emoji Movie. Uh, man, hmm. you thought people were shitting on Dark Tower. People are really <laughs> shitting on Emoji Movie.
1: It, <laughs> it has a I, gotta,
0: I, I had to take my kids to see this shitty movie, damn it. Well here's the thing. That, that's what I'm okay, so Rotten Tomatoes has a six percent for emoji movie. That's like the lowest I've ever seen Rotten Tomatoes give anything. Now here's here's my thing. I think a lot of these kids' movies suck. I think a lot of them are some just straight bullshit. Uh, like Captain Underpants, man, fuck that movie. So my <laughs> my thing is, if you're that bad that they shit on a kid's movie, that must be really, really bad. You must have taken it to another level. You must you have to try to be that bad. No. Because, man, I don't know. Uh, what we got? Number four. Number four, Girl's Trip. Girl's Trip is still hanging in there. We're going to come back to these numbers and see what's going in there because it's been top five for longest. And number five, what I'm surprised at, is Kidnap. Uh, Kidnap? What yeah, Kidna- you know Kidnap, right? No. Yeah, it's the Halle Berry movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, look, oh here's, shit. here's the weird thing about that. Now, people have been telling me, that they saw this movie, like, months ago.
1: So oh, did it have, like, limited release or some shit?
0: Fire Stick, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the fuck's going on. But, yeah, but the movie just got released this week. It did hit number five. Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't spend a whole lot of money for this movie, so... I mean, hell, when was the last time Halle Berry started the movie?
1: Ah, uh, shit. Fuck, I don't know.
0: I, I, don't I remember know. her on, like, some T- CBS TV show, and that was it. It was, like, she just kind of disappear, She's still hanging in there. Gonna, you know,
1: I thought it was a, I thought of Boy Next Door, but that was J Lo. That
0: was J Lo. Yeah. Well, when I she was in the movie, it, <laughs> yeah. it, sh- it should have been Halle Berry, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it changed. But look, a milfy, fifty-year-old with a young boy. Any anybody could have played that role. Halle, <laughs> J Lo, whatever yeah uh now we're just gonna run through with the other ones we got spider-man homecoming number six they're falling down but eh, still hanging in there uh number seven atomic blonde uh Eli, you like you saw that right
1: i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen shit lately Not
0: okay since, yeah we gotta start <laughs> watching movies we can't we can't review shit <laughs> anyway yeah. uh number eight now this is interesting number eight is detroit oh okay yeah if you remember it was like number 16 last week so it jumped up like a oh, lot.
1: Oh, because it, it it got released everywhere. It was like unlimited release in select cities, and then it got released everywhere.
0: Oh! On Friday. So I shit on the movie last week for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And number number nine we have here is Planet War of the Planet of Apes. We're going to come back and talk about this. We're going to talk about Planet of Apes in a second. And number 10 is Speckle Me 3, which is just falling down, just whatever like that. So... Yeah. Oh uh, pretty crappy week to be honest with you for everything. Let's go to the comic book shit and see like that. Oh, guess what movie I didn't name? What's that? Wonder Woman. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman hit number out. thirteen. But let's look at these numbers real quick. Let's see what we got number. It seemed like Wonder Woman is pretty much gonna level off and it looked like it's gonna be it's gonna end off at uh seven hundred and ninety three million. So it's gonna be just shy of eight hundred million, so yeah. Oh man, Del wise it's at three hundred ninety nine million, man. You 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 can't hit four hundred million, Wonder Woman? Come on, man. <laughs> You're right there.
1: Damn, I should have saw it again.
0: Eli go watch it <laughs> again. How <laughs> <No laughs> about Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh, let's see what we got. So we got Wonder Woman there at seven ninety-three, still doing impressive. Spider Man, we're looking at is uh six seventy. It says and seventy million, I guess it's like third week or something like that. Dropping out. But it hasn't been released in China yet, has it? Spider-Man? Has it? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hearing it. Has, I, mean, I know people keep saying, wait for China, wait for China. I'm like, okay, uh, has it been in China yet? We don't know. So, at, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see, by country, let's see, has it been released in China, 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 China. Has not been released in China yet. Okay. Okay. So, or China or Japan. So it hasn't been released there yet. So it's still gonna do it. But like I said, just because it hasn't released in China doesn't mean anything. Uh it may get released in China and they still might not give a shit, and it's gonna be right there. So as of right now, it looked like it might end up being the lowest gross Spider Man movie. Which is uh
1: that's a shame.
0: That's a shame, yeah, especially with them shitty ass uh Andrew Garfield movies, man. Come on, you can at least do better than that. Uh, yeah. But I, I guess we are starting to get to the point of diminishing returns, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we are there. Uh, but here's what I want to talk about, Eli. Okay, we talk about all these movies, about uh, Wonder Woman doing great, Spider-Man kind of underperforming, but we don't know how it's going to go. But a movie that is really is underperforming right now is War of the Planet of the Apes. Now, okay. Now, let, let's look at War of the Planet of the Apes. Now, right now, this movie is at $278 million worldwide. Now, you said the movie's pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah. So, that's kind of pathetic, man. Those are like low numbers. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm going to... Let me see Planet... Let's see uh, the Planet of the Apes movie. Let's see Don of, of the Planet of the Rise of the Planet Apes. I'm going to pull them up real quick. And, uh... Like I said, the first one... No, no, not the first one. The last one. The last one, the last one did $710 million. Okay. Yeah, and let's see. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know which one is which. No! I'm sorry. Don was the first one, right? Rise was the first one. Rise was the first one. Okay, so the first one, Rise of the Phantom Flakes, did four hundred million. Donna H did seven hundred million, and this one's doing two hundred eighty million. Eli, what happened? I don't know, man. That's that's I a that's know, a significant man. drop. I mean, it looked like the movie is going to be a flat out, flat out flop.
1: Yeah, that's a damn shame because that's that's fucking great. that that this that whole series is awesome.
0: And this this is like They're one like, of the coolest shows. Nah, exactly you ever. You. I'm talking shit about yeah, we did support the movies, but I hadn't even seen the last one. Oh, that's awesome! That's I mean, if you did, did you like the other ones? I loved the other ones. Yeah, this is cool. I don't it's know. Cool. Something happened. It was just like I was going to see them, but something happened and I didn't see them. And I was like, eh, eventually I'll get around to it. I just never got a chance to see it. So I don't know because and, and but the funny thing about it, like even though the last one did so much, so much money, and I kept talking about it, nobody I knew saw the last one. It was oh. weird, like every I was like, "This is a great movie. You need to watch a movie." Oh, the the eight movie, yeah, I hadn't seen it. So this one, no, I, you're the only person I can talk to who's seen the movie. And I listen, but, but that's to the that thing. Podcast, you spoil the shit out of the movie, so you told me everything <laughs> that happened, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm old
1: too. I mean, I remember the old movies and shit. So I mean, I'm one of the rare that remember the old ones, love these new ones, and you know, I. It's... Yeah, in an, in an age where the Emoji movie is making more money than an awesome movie like that's, Dawn of the... That's, uh, that's or what War I do exactly. Right. Man.
0: It's, it's yeah, a weird man. time we're living in right now. We got Spider-Man Homecoming going to be the worst-selling Spider-Man movie. War of the Planet of Apes is going to be a flop and will probably kill the franchise.
1: Yeah, Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I think it's done. I mean, this this trilogy in itself, it, it works as its own story arc. You see the whole character arc of Caesar, so,
0: yeah, but it's fine, yeah, but they can you know they can always keep these things going, if they make money, they'll always keep keep going,
1: yeah, they could like connect them, yeah, but um, you know, there's no need to, I mean, they could sit on it for another ten years, maybe <laughs> and come back to it,
0: you know, how much do you think the Tim Burton movies kind of kill hype for these movies now?,
1: uh, yeah, that Tim Burton movie was.
0: It, it, yeah it fucking sucked man so it's like because it, that's what was scared me to watch the, the dawn of the planet ace movie i was like because i saw the tim burton movie i was like that movie fucking sucked then i saw i didn't want to watch dawn of the planet Apes. i didn't watch it in the theater. i watched it like like for like a dollar on you know online or something like that just paid a dollar for it just what i was like i just watched because james franco i don't give a fuck about james franco you know watch the movie and i was like man this movie was fucking awesome yeah like, why the fuck nobody seen this yeah so, yeah, it was
1: surprisingly well
0: done. Yeah. Oh, and it, here's another thing I want to talk about. Okay, like I said, we're talking about Dawn of Planet. What? Rise? War? Yeah, well, War. War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, we're talking about these movies. Now, a lot of people Every time a Planet of the Apes movie comes out, we get the same talk about should Andy Serkis get an Oscar? Oh, yeah. And, you know, he may or may not get it, but here's what I want to talk about that I didn't put on the list I'm put on list now. Do you think. Now, Wonder Woman is getting a push for Oscar. I think Warner Brothers got a push for Wonder Woman to get an Oscar. Uh, what do you think about Eli? Should Wonder Woman get an Oscar? Should be nominated? Is it is it up there? For
1: for what? Has, for what?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> for
1: costumes or some
0: shit? <laughs> I don't anything. You know, like you no, know, but they're saying you know they best probably, adapted screenplay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's I, Here's my thing about it. As I'm hearing that that Wonder Woman is they're trying to push Wonder Woman to get an Oscar. I love Wonder Woman. That was a great movie, but there is no fucking way. That Wonder Woman should get an Oscar over Logan. Oh no, yeah. fucking way! I'm sorry. Just, and yeah, I, yeah. And here's, here's the great thing about it. I like Wonder Woman better than Logan. I liked it as a movie better than Logan. But as it, like just what Logan was doing, acting wise, storytelling wise, theme wise, hell, even costume wise, it, it's not beating it. They, like a Logan. If Logan doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, that means that the Oscars are just Bias against comic books. That's just flat yeah, out. Yeah, man. Yeah, so.
1: yeah the racist against mutants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar's so human. <laughs> <and stuff.
0: laughs> oh man, we did hashtag that. We're trademarking it now. <laughs> but <laughs> but now we, we uh, like I said, we got these movies coming out. We got this logo going in. But I think next week, I think Guardians of the Galaxy come out on Blu-ray or digital or something like that. You know, Part Two. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah 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 did you see the the video
1: oh yeah i yeah you sent it to me i was like what the fuck is this and i was like
0: whoa i yeah, didn't this... i didn't know what it was at first i thought it like james Gunn was supposed to like some old stuff or something like it. it looked like you know one of those solid gold uh shows you know
1: yeah <laughs> yeah for our younger
0: user uh younger younger <laughs> listeners solid gold was a huge thing back in the 80s it was a dance show you know stuff like that yeah. uh, Before mtv uh, it was it was the white yeah. soul train okay <laughs>
1: yeah basically yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so but yeah it had like all the cameos. it had like david hasselhoff going on there and he was like what was the zardu hassle from what
1: or something thing? yeah
0: something they called him that name in there you was like they did at the very end of it chris pratt took his helmet off and he was like you know how he was like dancing and sweating and things that, like yeah that. So, so yeah that, that. zoe,
1: zoe that, Zaldana was in it yeah no. uh what the fuck's your name Carrie Gillian,
0: Carrie okay, Gillian, yeah, the, the you know, uh, discoed out and shit. Mantis, I, I don't know her name. Whoever Mantis was, she was in it.
1: Yeah, Dave Bautista as a, in the fucking uh, in the fro, the fucking perm and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, the
0: Jufro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that that got me hyped for the for the movie. I, I'm waiting for that movie to come out again because I want to I want to watch again. I want a DV, I want a commentary because James Gunn commentary in the last one was great because he. Kept throwing in how much stuff he was throwing in the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, he's he's such a fan of the 80s. Like, for instance, remember in the first movie, right? When, uh, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to think of the bad guy name, Ronan was sending the ships down at the Nova planet, right? And yeah. Rocky was looking up at the planet, was shooting at him, and the other Nova people were shooting back at him. Mm-hmm. That was asteroid. Oh, no well, yeah, shit. Yeah, that was supposed to be a nod to ask for, like, the old 80s arcade games, like that. But the movie is, like, flooded with stuff like that. Like, out, damn near every scene in there was has something to do with that. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure Guardians 2 did the same thing on it right now. Uh, But sad news. I guess we're going to talk about Guardians. We had this news about uh Chris Pratt and his wife, Anna Faris. You know, was getting separated. Eli, I wanted them to work, man. I really wanted them to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know this got another issue to do with the comic books. So I don't want to uh, talk about it because I feel bad for him. <laughs> because you know, he's yeah. like this rising star, you know, he's getting bigger stuff like that. And then you know, they always take this stuff bad. But here's the reason I want to talk about that because this same thing happened back in twenty eleven with another couple. And did you know that Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson were married?
1: I did know that. Did they did they have a kid or no?
0: Don't think so. Or, don't think so. Or. I I think uh when she when he, uh, the next marriage or whatever like that they got divorced then she got pregnant because I know she was okay. pregnant during Age of Ultron but they okay. kind of CGI'd it and you couldn't tell you know but that's also the reason why she wasn't in the movie as much as people expected to be because she was pregnant at the time and they kind of cut around her but funny thing about it here's, here's what ScarJo said what killed their marriage Green Lantern
1: Oh, no shit.
0: Yeah, said Green Lantern killed the marriage. Basically, what happened was around 2011, you know, uh, Ryan Ryan was supposed to be like this huge star to so like that. Green Lantern was Green supposed to be his, his movie. It was supposed to be in his breakout, like his entry into Hollywood, like supposed to be the leading man. That didn't happen. So, But next year, 2012 hit and the Avengers hit. Scarlett became the biggest actress on the planet. So now you mm-hmm. got one guy with one foot out the door almost out of Hollywood and then you got another actress who's the the leading star and about to be the biggest and well you know I mean hell she was named sexiest woman of the in the world twice like who does that you know so yeah. you got one going down one going down, and they couldn't make it work so eh Hollywood's a tough thing man relationships are tough but I guess when one star is getting bigger than the other one stuff happens but hey ladies Chris Pratt is single <laughs> <laughs> so oh but. Speaking of Rod Reynolds, you know what? Just an awesome segue, and I didn't even think about it. I promise you, I didn't think about it. Since we're talking about Rod Reynolds, also, guess what was announced today? What was that? Cable. So we yes. finally got pictures of Cable. We finally got pictures of Cable. We've been—they've been teasing us, and they've been giving us artwork of what he might look like. And Josh yeah. Brolin uh, has been t- showing like Instagram pics of himself, like all muscled up and stuff, and whatever, you know. But now we actually got a picture of Cable, and. Eli, I think it looks as good as I expected it to look. Yeah, sure, fine. He looks fine. Look fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I see some people kind of complain about it, but here's the thing: cable Cable's body doesn't exist in the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's Rob Lightfield. You you can't get a guy to look like that. But James, he's got feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, did you see the Instagram post Rob Lightfield made of uh, uh I don't have any feet? You know, he kept posting pictures. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny that he can make fun of himself like that. But anyway, but it is funny about that because he made cable so huge and broad I mean he was basically like Hulk, old Hulk with a gun, you know, and you can't you can't find a guy to look like that. So Josh Brolin did as as best a job as he could to make himself look like cable and I applaud him for that. Picture kinda cool. I'll see in the action. I already know as the role he's gonna kill it, so it's no, no gonna be no big deal from that. Uh they got some more leak pictures of what what's the name? Who actors playing Domino? Zazzy Beats or stuff like that.
1: Yeah, the chick from Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Uh Eli That's I'm, all I... I'm slowly falling in love with her. <laughs> Not Domino, the actress. <laughs> 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 Did you watch Atlanta? No, I didn't watch Atlanta. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I know. But the thing, I watched the pilot. I don't have FX. I just got cable. That's why I haven't watched all these crazy shows like, you know, Uh. this and Power and stuff like that. But I watched the first episode. I was like, man, Donald Glover is this is a breakout hit. I I knew it was going to be a breakout hit, even though I've only seen one episode. So when I finally got cable and I try to go on demand, they take Atlanta off. They don't even know it's going to be a second season. They saying it might be just one thing and that's it damn yeah so i might break i might just go down there and uh you know try to find it on dvd or on demand or you know buy it online or something like that you know look at the episodes of atlanta but yeah i I actually saw one episode of atlanta didn't watch anything else from it but the one episode i did say was awesome i agree with you on that yeah um but now since we're talking about oh before we get to that Eli, I know you had some news about uh, Star Wars, right? Because I was going to explain oh, it. But I have no oh, yeah. idea what we're talking about right now. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was it was released um, online. There's been this rumor that Captain Rex, one of the Clone Wars um, from the Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars, that
0: that we're talking about the cartoon, right?
1: Yeah, the the, the yeah, the Clone Wars cartoon. Captain Rex, he's one of the clone troopers, one of the commanders, and there's been a rumor going around that he might be in Return of the Jedi as the as the old white guy with the beard in Return of the Jedi on the Battle of Endor. Now the reason why it got um, it came out like that is because the, they were they were doing Star Wars Rebels, right? And the the creator tweeted a pic of Captain Rex. Appearing in Star Wars Rebels, the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, as an older, older clone trooper. Okay. But he had rebel. He was in rebel fatigues, and he now, now, looked. Now
0: time, now, time out. Time out. Was yeah. Captain Rex named in Return to Jedi? No. Okay.
1: Go. This is the cl- yeah yeah yeah. Okay. This the Clone Wars. They didn't even know they, that shit didn't even exist yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, oh, you go ahead. But,
1: okay. but, yeah. but yeah, he um he looked like. The the guy he was in the sort of same rebel fatigues as the as the rebels were on, on on the battle of Endor. So then people started saying, oh, an old guy in a white beard and rebel fatigues. He looks like that guy, and I can't even remember that guy's got a name somewhere. Of course, I'm not that deep, so I don't know the
0: everybody the, the had bearded guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, um, but they say, oh, like is Captain Rex? What, they're, they're, they started making connection. That was Captain Rex in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Okay. So that started that whole thing, and it came out the other day that the creator just said, "No, I, I, that's not official. He that that was just a comparison. People have been running away that this rumor, but he can't. He's not going to confirm or deny. But that that he ends up in Return of the Jedi and that's him at the Battle of Endor. But he is going to be in the Rebel, the Star Wars Rebel show. So so it's officially not him yet, but people want. They you know, the wants Star Wars – yeah, they want old. him to yeah. be – they want this to be Captain Rex. And I'm just like, that's just dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything doesn't have to connect in a tight little ball. Everything doesn't have to be connected. But that's fanboys for you. Yeah. Fanboys now, want everything to connect, to be all connected.
1: Yeah, and this is just me. You know, as a Native American, I always thought the clone troopers were kind of kind of made. I claimed them, you know, because – What's that dude's name? Morrison Tamura Morrison. Yeah, he's a Maori. He's a he's a, a Maori descent. He's an indigenous person. Gotcha. So when I saw him as 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 Django Fett and he was the store or the clone troopers, I'm like, cool. Natives aren't just Ewoks anymore in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> they're they're the clone troopers. I mean, they
0: feel Fett. kind of cannon fodder. They're just kind of just taking out left and right though.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, out. <laughs> hey, you kill some Jedi. Kill yeah, but Jedi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett, yeah, Boba Fett, a Boba Fett's a cool. You know, I'll claim him. Yeah, <laughs> so I always thought that was kind of cool. So taking Rex and turning him into this white guy, I'm like, eh, I don't know. So that's, but that, that aside, the whole race changing thing aside, I'm like, that that op- making Captain Rex in Return of the Jedi opens up a whole set of plot holes.
0: It really because, does. Because yeah, because like, that yeah, that means he knew Anakin. He knew who Vader was. He knew. <laughs> and, and plus, like know. I said, the clones were programmed. Like you just can't. It's it's not like it's not like uh uh, John Boyega or whatever like that. With a different story where you know they kind of train them and brainwash them so like that. No, these the these uh clone troopers have certain programs designed to them. They're basically like biological robots. That's basically what they were. So it's kind of hard yeah. to just reprogram him or him just, you know, just uh, not want to be a clone trooper anymore or just decide to join the other rebel. They don't make choices. They can't make choices.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's stories where, yeah, I mean, there is like actual stories where some clone troopers actually defected and, you know, uh, you know but that, that aside, the, the biggest thing that I have an issue with, logical now, we're going to get into Star Wars logic. The clone troopers were fucking uh, had a gene that made them grow; they had accelerated growth. Right. So by the time Return of the Jedi happens, that's like thirty years after the Clone Wars. This motherfucker would be decrepit as fuck. But uh, but what, be, what, what, <laughs> were they
0: designed for that? You know, I don't designed know. to age so they can. You know, you have, you have to play Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Solid Snake was supposed to be, like, the same Like, he was supposed to age, like, super fast, so they can't make another one like him. But I thought the clones were supposed to be, like, the same way, you know, make them age. Yeah. So you can just, you know, so they, they're designed to be disposable.
1: Yeah, and can they even live that long? I mean, you know, there's been old clone troopers on the show where there were, like, you know, a couple older ones that didn't fight anymore. But, yeah, they were old. I mean, they and in, in a span of ten years, they were adults. Right. So— you know, thirty plus years later, there, you know, there's no way that he could be that young.
0: Right. So that's like, like just like Boba was the only one that aged naturally because he said that's what yeah. he wanted. Him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he wanted an un, unnat- yeah, uh, an untouched, you know, natural clone. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that's that's my issue. I'm, so I, I just think that whole thing is just stupid. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is the thing. If the fanboys want it, it will, it will happen. Yeah. But that tested yeah. But I'm I'm okay with them testing the war other than just doing shit and be like hey that's the new regime deal with it you know that's when you get all this backlash and shit like that so but uh oh you know what we didn't get a chance to talk about we got some more marvel news to talk about because we didn't talk about the marvel news that comic-con was announced but first off this week is the first week that ant-man and wasp are shooting oh, okay yeah so the first week uh evangeline lily she posted a picture of herself on Instagram. She got the guns out and stuff like that. You know, she's saying she's ready, you know. So that's pretty cool there. Uh It's cool that she's – I guess she's going to beat everybody. Well, Black Widow was the first to the punch. She's technically going to be the first to lead a superhero Marvel movie. She's going to beat, you know, Captain Marvel to the punch, you know. And you know okay. what? We didn't get any news about – we didn't talk about any news about Captain Marvel to the punch. Now, you know – you. Did you hear about the whole plot of what they're saying Captain Marvel's going to be about?
1: I've heard some rumors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Skrulls and yeah, shit. She's fighting the, Skrulls.
0: It's supposed to be in the 90s. It's supposed to be the Kreese Oh, yeah yeah, War. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I heard, yeah. Like Nick Fury's supposed to have both eyes and he's shit.
0: He's supposed to be, have both eyes. He's supposed to be in the 90s. So I'm wondering how, how far are they going to take this? I mean, are, is, is Coulson going to show up? Technically, he... Hmm. Or was he with the team tonight? We don't know. maybe. And he'll have and he'll have long hair. Yeah. Will Peggy <laughs> Carter be there? You know. Yeah. Because no she was in uh she was in Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have stuff like that. And I already know what they're going to explain. You know, she's going to be to be in suspended animation. So when she shows up, you know, or, or whatever, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. change. They said they're going to change her origin around. So she won't be exactly. They say it's too close to Green Lantern. I don't see how. You know, uh, maybe Marvel, but <laughs> but definitely the Kree will be in there. But here's this crazy thing going on. They got this rumor going on that Marvel might be teasing the secret invasion. You you think that maybe, oh, like, they just might wreck, kind of, like, everything that, everything was done. Yeah, Tony Stark was a scroll. That, just, that explains every fucking thing he did, you know. I think that's gonna be kind of stupid, me personally. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole secret invasion thing was stupid in general. I think this, the storyline was stupid, because it gave the writers a out. Like, any issue that the fans had a problem with in the past they used to be like oh scroll did it don't worry about it it was cool never happened you know and I thought that was kind of I don't know I don't, I don't like the whole clone shit and secret fantasy. and plus if you really think about it the Winter Soldier plot was kind of the same thing like Hell Hydra it was kind of the same thing already anyway it just went the aliens it was just you know everybody really wasn't what you thought they were going to be yeah and so you know what would have been cool though and and In that- Winter Soldier storyline, if Black Widow was Hydra also?
1: I suppose, yeah.
0: That would have been cool. Anyway, but like I said, we can move on from that. I just want to talk about that. Now we can talk about uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we just had a new trailer <laughs> drop of uh, a remake of Death Wish. And mm-hmm. the internet is very touchy about this whole Death Wish situation. you think it would just be kind of simple. Like, okay, it's just... Well, actually, you know what? The whole Death Wish thing, you got people on all different sides going on right now. You got some people mad because they're, it's another shitty remake. You know, it's another remake coming out. People are sick of remakes. They want another one because it seems like they're just... They're 2,000 in this up and otherwise changing up from what it used to be. And then you got the other half, are just kind of mad about... They're remaking Death Wish. They're remaking Death Wish in 2017. Can that mm-hmm. be done? Because Death Wish is a very 70s movie. It's a movie designed for the 70s. It was yeah. not politically correct. It was not trying to be politically Matter of fact, it was trying to be the very opposite of political, politically correct. Because I'm going to quote some things in a movie that you can't. If you said that shit today, they said in Death Wish. And this shit they did in Death Wish in 2017, like they did it. You would have people boycotting everywhere. Oh yeah. Get this movie taken though. Because it's, and because it pissed off a whole lot of people at the movie, tried to piss off people. That was the whole point of the movie. So, but here's the funny thing about it. Now, Bruce Willis in this movie, killed the white guy, right? Okay. Save the black woman. Okay. Save the black kid. But people are calling Mm -hmm. him racist in this movie. How did that happen? Is is that where we at now, Eli? Is that where we are in 2017?
1: Uh, I think it's probably the the the, the whole great white ho- hope uh trope thing happening. I think that's what's setting people off. Yeah. But 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 calling him a racist or whatever, <laughs> like the actual character racist is, is stupid.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it because I think honestly, I think the trailer went out of its way to try to avoid that, you know, for people pointing a finger at them for that they try to that's why they made sure that a black woman was in there saying he saved us they tried to make sure in the movie that he wasn't just going around just shooting black people you know they tried to make sure that he was he was equal opportunity you know yeah <laughs> he'll kill everybody you
1: know? yeah yeah
0: like the punisher like the punisher he's equal opportunity man he'll kill anybody you know yeah and the funny thing yeah. is I, I really do think punisher was inspired by death wish
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah, just like yeah. Luke Cage, inspired by Shaft, stuff like that, and definitely. But the thing about Death Wish in the seventies, <sighs> I'm gonna talk about this for a second. Okay, a lot of people are, you know, upset about the gun rules, things like that, and the gun laws, stuff like that. Death Wish knew people were upset about the gun laws, so what he did to, you no, know, he his whole family got that, that's the whole thing about uh, Death Wish is that you know uh, Charles Bronson's family gets raped and murdered he goes kill people by Jeff by Jeff Goldblum by Jeff Goldblum yeah Yeah. Jeff Goldblum Goldblum raped his wife in the first movie yeah but Lawrence Fishburne raped his daughter in the second movie oh was it yeah damn it's been a while not only that not only that in the first movie uh Denzel Washington was one of the goons he shot oh no shit that was that was his first role that was his first movie role Damn, I have to watch all these. I have to have
1: yeah,
0: I <laughs> like all black actors got started by shot by Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the thing about those movies. See, the thing was they actually had in the movie, like uh, because he went to Tucson, Arizona, to learn how to how to shoot because he didn't know how to shoot at first. He was, and that's the whole thing about Death Wish because it was a time when you know where men were men, you know. They remember, like, the Wild West where people just pull out guns. You had problems you pull out guns, you just shoot people, and it was no big deal. But Death Wish was the same. And it, you know, when it started to crack down on gun control, and you started to have people that didn't know how to use guns and was afraid of guns. Then he went to Tucson, It was like, I bet you're one of those uh, liberal pussies that are afraid of guns. Down here, we don't give a fuck. We'll shoot the fuck out of anybody. You know, they, they didn't give a fuck. You know, so they knew the movie was said right from the door It was anti-conservative. You know, they didn't give a fuck. They loved their guns. They would shoot people with guns. And pretty much that entire movie in Death Wish 1 was Charles Bronson riding around shooting people. That's what he was. And the majority of people were black and brown. Like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum raped his wife. He never killed Jeff
1: Goldblum. I think, Jeff, I think Jeff Goldblum was playing a Puerto Rican, though.
0: I think a Jewish Puerto Rican yeah. <laughs> that's true. Okay. <laughs> kind of like uh uh Al Pacino playing a Cuban, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're stretching some kind of way. But yeah, but that's the thing but they even said in the movie, because he started to become a hero, and Charles Bronson listen to the conversation like so is it me or does it seem like he's shooting more black and brown people than white people? They were like, well, what did you expect? More black people commit crimes. What do you want them to do? You want more white people to commit crimes? It's I'm like, whoa, you can't say shit like that in 2017. I want to see if they get away with some shit like that. Yeah. I, I well, really what's, wanna-
1: you know, what's funny about this is when I first heard, yo, they're making it. Eli Roth is making a death wish remake. And I'm like, didn't they already do a Death Wish remake with with Kevin Bacon? And it was called Death Sentence, like back in two thousand seven or eight or whatever it was. Well, did you see
0: that? I didn't see that, but but I'm glad you brought that up because Jodie Foster did a Death Wish remake. Oh, remember the brave was- one.
1: Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, the great yeah,
0: yeah. one. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was it was a different remake also. So they they remake it, but they don't call it that. It's the same thing with First Blood. There's like a ton of movies that that remade First Blood, like uh, The Hunted. You know that but uh, I can't say that guy's name. They got to play Collector. Him, oh. Tommy uh, Tommy Lee Jones. What was that? Not that not your head, but it's like it's a whole bunch of remakes with First Blood also. Same way with Death Wish. They'll remake the movie but they call it some stuff. But this one, they're actually calling Death Wish. And the funny thing about Death Wish is that in the first movie like, he didn't shoot anybody unless they had a weapon in their hand. Like, he was playing by the Wild Wild West rules. Like, unless they pulled a knife out or a gun out, he didn't shoot. Matter of fact, he even ran up on a guy and he saw him and he was like, uh-uh, I'm not gonna shoot you if you put a gun out. And, and when he pulled a gun out, that's when he, you know, shot him or whatever like that. Bruce Willis, not giving a fuck. He's shooting the fuck out of everybody you know this ain't the wild wild west for him he he literally and as the funny thing is let's talk about the trailer for a second i think we're getting sidetracked let's talk about the actual technical aspect of the trailer eli what you think about the trailer
1: um i thought it was all right i was like my first impression was this is gonna cause some bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, they're making a Death Wish, for and B, I know what you know. I've seen the old, I mean, mo- I, probably all of them. Holy shit, you know, because I'm from that. I, I, I'm old. I remember them movies, so I, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what it is, but I can see like p- kids nowadays. You know, the you know this you know the this PC culture war that we have. Yeah. I can see it like ruffling some feathers, you know, yeah. especially. Chicago. I mean, it's set in Chicago. Chicago, exactly. (laughs) And, like, fucking, you know, we have this whole gun debate going on, and especially now when you have cops who are shooting people for, for, you know, are just shooting people without freaking out and shooting people for no reason, who aren't even doing anything fucking wrong, and it's like, okay, and now here's a white guy who's going to go and clean up the streets by shooting people (laughs)
0: I'm like okay yeah that's uh, that doesn't sound so cool right now (laughs) (laughs) but the thing was they tried to make it cool and I'm glad you brought that up because I felt like the first half of it did feel like it was kind of heavy dramatic like it did was gonna weigh like the uh, the, you know the choices of you know is he doing the right thing is he not doing the right thing but towards the second half of the trailer you know when ACDC kicked in is it (laughs) ACDC Yeah. yeah. It turned into a John Wick movie. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man, you had all this emotional weight going on and you just throw this shit out the window. And you just made it look like another John Wick movie. It, it make it make it seem like it's another throwaway movie.
1: Yeah. And I think what made John Wick work was other than it was like a total like cartoony. I mean, he was a hitman and the guys were he was killing were bad guys and and it was that was just pure escapism. This sounds like oh, it's trying to make it's trying to make a Uh, It's trying to say something. It's trying to have some sort of social commentary. That's that's the
0: thing, Eli. I don't know. I don't think it is trying to say anything. I think they are making a dumb John Wick ripoff, and I I think people are reading into it more than the actual filmmakers are. Because let's be honest. We know Eli Roth. Eli Roth is not a deep person. No. He, He makes torture porn. That's what he makes. Yeah. And I think that's what this movie's gonna be. It's just gonna be Bruce Miller's torture pointing all the way through the movie. There's not gonna be anything, you know, significant or deep about the movie, but I think people around the movie are gonna generate their own narrative to this movie. Just because Yeah.
1: I mean I think it's come I just think it's bad timing. I mean, yeah, it it should be just an exploitation movie. And that's what Eli Roth
0: does. And I think that's what he was trying and, to make. I think, yeah, it's just I think the, the bad,
1: bad time. Yeah. Bad timing. It's like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, like King of New York. Right. I mean, I love that movie. I, it's one of my favorite movies ever. And I know what it is. I mean, it's an American John Woo movie. I mean, that's, but they were setting it in America right. in, in where, where it's dealing with gangs and the drug dealers during a time when that was a big problem and it just got shitted on. I mean, I, I you know, I've heard like th- that movie got booed at the New York Film Festival movie, <laughs> and people just critics hated it because it's like, exploitating crime and violence and gang violence and all this shit. And I was just like, "Damn, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just Chow Yun fat shit, you know, right, <laughs> you know, and I loved the movie. But but yeah, I, I guess the timing kind of, you know, just fucked it
0: up you know and, and i but understand a- that because like i said when we're dealing with movies like this it takes movies long time to get made it's not like they make this stuff in you know six months and it's put out there they probably been fighting for a Deathwish movie like forever no and yeah. the the political climate just changed but at the same time like well we already got the rights to the movie we're working the movie we're gonna put the movie out we know the movie's gonna make money let's just go with it and just see kind of what happens you know
1: yeah because so, that death yeah. that Death Sentence movie with Kevin Bacon, yeah. that was that was actually based on the guy's book who wrote Death Wish. It even says so in the credits, based on blah 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 by the guy who wrote Death Wish or whatever. Hey. You know? And it was directed by James Wan. I mean, if you think about it, he's directing, you know, he did the conjuring. Well, he, when he and, just
0: saw a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Aquaman now, he's directing Aquaman. <laughs> he, he did one of the Fast Furious movies. Did he? I don't know. Which okay. One. He did one of them. I think he did my favorite. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, and, and and here's the thing. Okay. Now, I'm going to test your movie knowledge, Eli. Uh, How many right. def- which movies were there? Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I think I like got five you. or six or something? <laughs> I think I got you. There were five. Okay. Of them.
1: There was five. OK, was five. I remember the
0: crack. Was it the crackdown? or something? The crackdown was the last one. Exactly. <laughs> OK, now let, let's just talk about the Death Wish franchise in general. Like now, here's the thing. The first movie was cinema. It was film. You yeah. know, it was you sit down, you watch the movie, you think about it, and then you go out and have a discussion about what you just watched. That's the type of movie that Death Wish one was. Yeah. Because there was, there was some real heavy shit around that time. Death Wish 2 was almost kind of like a remake of Death Wish 1, kind of like repeat, but they just kind of upped their violence, you know, up the rape scenes and stuff like that. Just whatever they did in Death Wish 1, cranked it up to 11. Now, but when Crackdown, when uh, Death Wish 3 came around, oh shit. That was when, that was like pure 80s Rambo commando yeah. action that's basically what it was it was basically Charles Bronson wiping out every brown and black dude he saw in New York when it was done that was nothing like. he mowed down the whole city
1: and, and it's funny because like the Death Wish series got bought out by Canon like, the, the Canon uh, film group Yeah, with right, like Golan, 80s, Go, like, yeah, yeah was it Golan and Globus yeah everybody, those, those,
0: everybody in from the 80s knows that symbol
1: yeah they they fucking they yeah they made the ninja movies and <laughs> <laughs> they made all these exploitation movies and shit but those guys were from israel you know really? and yeah those Yoram and, and what was this Urim golan and oh fuck i can't remember Men- menahem golan or Urim goblis or i can't remember they were from israel and yeah you yeah this three is like the only Jew people who still live in the ghetto <laughs> and, and Charles Bronson comes in and saves them. Right. <laughs> he's got like bazookas and shit. He showed the last fruit. guy with a
0: rocket launcher.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's Yeah, he's say he's like protecting the one building that's still owned by the last Jew I, people. They, man,
0: anybody <laughs> who's listening to this, please, please watch Death Wish 3. Please watch Death <laughs> Wish 3. That is the most, love- It's the worst bad awesome movie you'll ever see <laughs> yeah. during the eighties. It's everything it's like Charles Bronson has it's like a video game. He's on cheat mode. He has a <laughs> pistol in his hand. He is fighting a army. Or army of gangsters. They have machine guns, flamethrowers. Like let like le- like be- like totally eighty
1: stunts. They're like leather jackets, leather and jackets, and, you
0: know, the, right, <laughs> the spikes and shit, and, and-, like and it was just, they were coming out of everywhere. And I promise you, by the end of that movie, with this unlimited ammo cheat code that he put into that pistol, he killed everybody. He was shooting cars. Cars were flipping over, blowing up. People were shooting at him machine guns from all angles. He took six sh- uh, six shots, killed twenty guys at one time. I'm like. What the fuck? Like, why is this building blowing up? How did he blow up a building with a gun? It's so – the yeah. insanity. It was so insane, man. And he's just an architect
1: or yeah. a, or, or a lawyer or what the fuck? He's right. a lawyer was, or I, or Right.
0: I, but see, that's the fucked up part about No stuff. military training. Yeah, no military training. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Arizona for like a weekend.
1: Yeah, went to a gun range and then came back and was able to like yeah blast everybody.
0: <laughs> but see, that's the but, that's what uh uh part four was about because it was like he was killing so many people, they were like, well fuck, this is Himes a hitman. <laughs> that's so that's what he did. So he killed so many no. black people. They were like, fuck it, go kill some Italians.
1: Take out that, up- that was the one with the men where he was like posing as a butler or whatever. Exactly. He's at the mob. Yeah, he was, he, God like, he was like
0: a spy or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. They were like damn. Such a good killer, you know. But then they fucked him over, so he had to go kill those guys.
1: Holy shit! Damn, it's been so long. Man, they were- what, was, what was the one where I think it was three? The one where he he set up the booby traps in the window, and uh, that was
0: three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, when they they had hear, the needles they... in the in the in the in the board. <laughs> And you hear this, they're in, They're like in the living room
1: and they hear a, oh, they hear a scream. And <laughs> then they go in and the booby trap had like teeth stuck in
0: it. Yeah, like, right, and they had like blood. Teeth stuck like in the board. the <laughs> movie's got so crazy that he stopped, like, he got boys shooting people. Like, he started finding ways to kill, like, he blew up a guy with like an exploding volleyball or some shit, you know. Oh, tossed a guy in like a meat grinder. He like threw a guy in acid one time, you know.
1: Oh, oh mother, mother motherfucking Charlie Bronson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but please oh. if you do nothing else, if you learn nothing else from this podcast, just please go watch Death Wish Three. <laughs> and just enjoy it for all the insanity it is because it is so it's so eighties, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? We're gonna skip on the next time because I'm gonna keep it going for that. I want to talk about video games for a second. <laughs> all right. Just one thing. <laughs> Guess what? There is one uh yeah. Okay, so video games happen and I got some good news for you, Eli. Oh yeah? Xbox Live, well actually, Steam now has more members than Xbox Live online. That's think, good news? I think yeah, that's awesome news. Okay. That is awesome news. Think about it. People on PC, more people are playing online on PC than you're on Xbox Live. Now you can say, yeah, of course they are because PC is free. So of course they're gonna be on there. But at the same time, here's the thing. Xbox Live is almost killing their own fan base because they have their games, all their first-party games like Gears of War, Forza, uh, Crackdown 3 coming out, I think, next September. They can all be played on PC. Okay. Yeah. So, So, Forza 7. Forza 7 either comes out next month or the end of this month. And I can play it online with people on Xbox on the PC. We can play together, but I can play on Xbox Live for free. Talk to them, you know, set up a party, play against them, record the whole thing. So it's almost like, like uh, Xbox is cannibalizing their own franchise. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. That means I don't have to get an Xbox, but, you know. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> and I see that's why they're eating into their fan base. So, yeah, I, I think they need to just go ahead and make Xbox Live free. I think so. They I mean, there's no reason to charge people for it anymore. Or even if you're going to charge for it, charge for other features. You know, charge for, you know, maybe you get a free movie. Maybe you get a free game or something like that. But if I actually just play online, that no longer needs to be charged anymore. Because if I can play online for PC for free, that almost justifies the price. If, if you have a Xbox Live, if you have Xbox and you play three years, $50 for Xbox Live, that's $200 right there. That's $200 you could be putting towards something else. You know, yeah. another game. You know, anything. So... That's that's my whole thing. I just ran about that. We can cool on from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so like you said, we call this the comic book bullies. And we have actually read some comic books this week. Not a whole lot. Read a few. Yeah. I read a few of them, a couple of them. Uh, Eli, I know you had some books you wanted to talk about. I, I'll let you go first. I actually read some books, and I'll, I'll talk about them later on. But yeah, you, you go ahead and start with that.
1: Okay, I got a couple of horror books that I read. Um Diablo House by ADW and I also read Redlands by Image. Um yeah, Diablo House, it's a total throwback to like the E C comics like Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt. Um it's it's basically you have a host. Um what was the guy's name again? Uh, the
0: Crypt Keeper. He was
1: yeah, he was like a Crypt Keeper, but he was like this surfer. He's like the surfer bum in uh in, in California, I think his name was Riley or whatever. Yeah. He's all tattooed up and he's like this surfer bum. And he works at this place called Diablo House, and it's like this museum of horrors or whatever. Each room has a different tale, and 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 the number one was basically the first tale. And it goes, then he he goes into the story, and it's it's basically about this guy who stole this taco franchise from this other guy and got all rich and famous, and of course things. Go take you know take the horror route after that and, you know corruption greed leads to very horrible things I won't spoil it, um but but yeah it, it's very much in vain of Tales from the Crypt and it was fun you know art was really cool very cartoony art very the total throwback to uh, yeah EC Comics you know Vault of Horror you know creepy you know all that shit so if you're into that type of shit I mean go check it out Diablo House I give it uh, yeah, I give it a
0: 3.5 out of 5. You know. Okay. Was it like different stories in this one book also?
1: Well, it's going to be different stories. This is like each, it's, each issue is going to be a different story. Each room has a different story. And this was issue one. So it was just a one, uh, this was just one, issue one, um, one story. And he hosts, he, you know, he's like the crypt keeper. He comes out and introduces himself and, and let me take you into that room. And then he, then he, then he tells a story like the Twilight Zone. You know, it was like the Rod Serling, yeah, Crypt Keeper. yeah, oh, so it's Hitchcock like that.
0: presents thing like that. Okay, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool.
1: so it's 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 total throwback to Tales from the Crypt. So I I enjoyed it. Um, the other book I got was Redlands.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and this was look it, it, it's I'm kind of on the fence. You know, I I I like I liked it I liked it, but I can see it's gonna get it could get go preachy. It could get a little preachy, okay. you know. So it's basically it starts out where the it's, it takes place in Florida, like in the Everglades, like a swamp, uh, swampy town, and the, this this uh, this this sheriff's department, small sheriff's office, is getting um, attacked. The sheriff they're like, "Get inside! Get get your guns!" Blah 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 blah. They're coming, you know. And so they're basically under siege at this 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 cop shop, and. Um, Fire, there's like fires are being lit around them and shit. And then it turns out that there's witches. These witches come and basically kill them. And they're taking revenge on this town because it's corrupt and blah 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 blah. So it was it was a really cool in- entry, like watching it unfold and you find out that these witches have powers and all this shit. Um, but I can totally tell that it's that there that there may be an agenda that there's you know, the, the the political commentary is coming. You know. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it was very apparent, you know. Um not that I mind not that I you know they, they I'm not into that thing. First. They got to, yeah. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell it's where it's gonna go. So I mean I'm I'll this this first issue was, was really cool. The art was very uh like it, it, it reminded me of uh, of, of witches, of, of Jock. You know, his artwork very you know, sketchy lines and shit, very really yeah, gritty like looking lore, and dark,
0: kind of yeah,
1: yeah, and gothic style because it's like the South and you know Southern sheriff and all that shit. And um, so I give it a three out of five. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I just uh, I, I don't know how long it, it's going to sustain. Me. I, I'll check out the second issue just to see where it's going. But it, I was intrigued. It just seems like it could go a little preachy and you know i don't know we'll see how preachy it goes and if they can not beat you over the head with it you know Maybe that, that, that's in, yeah. you
0: know but like yeah. Yeah, we're in 2017 now subtlety is kind of out the window so
1: yeah <laughs> yeah if they're clever about it cool you know but i can i can already tell <laughs> right. so so yeah that was redland so
0: okay uh, did, did you give a score on it uh, three out of five. Three out of five. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I, I went and read a few books. Uh, like I said, I one read Marvel book. I actually read X Men Go Nine, X Men Go Nine. Uh, I haven't been really keeping up with the series because I read the first book and I thought it was eh, kind of okay. I thought it was moving kind of slow for my pace. Uh, but this book and number nine, they actually kind of like starting a brand new arc. Uh the last arc they were fighting some killer, some assassin that was trying to get revenge on all mutants because Magneto killed his you know his family. So he's just trying to wipe out all mutants. Uh some of the X Men kinda got fucked up in the last couple of issues. Colossus no longer has powers because uh they fought some sentinel that took away his powers, so he's normal now, you know. He'll never get his powers back again. Yeah, we've heard that story. <laughs> you know? Uh so but Kitty Pride has been summoned to Washington DC reason she's been summoned to Washington, D.C., and I think you talked about this last week, Eli, that uh, they have uh, the Bill of Rights. They're about to pass a bill that's going to deport mutants from the United States, you know, okay. just basically saying that they're going to be no longer a uh, U.S. citizen. And so mm-hmm. basically they're summoning Kitty Pride to Washington, D.C. to speak on the mutants' behalf, you know, to basically to give them reason to not to pass the bill. You know, but she want, she wants to go there. She's basically saying uh, she's going to need some backup to go there, so she wants Colossus to go there. Now, for folks that don't know, Colossus and Kitty Pryde have history. They've been a thing for, like, the longest. Even back when she was 14. Oh, damn. Yeah, but Marvel wants you to forget about that. So... Moving on. I'm so, bring, I'm,
1: I'm so gonna bring that up and when I get into an argument with one of them assholes, holier than no assholes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh yeah, Colossus is a pedophile.
0: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. condone
0: pedophiles by liking the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just try to just wipe. They just trying to just sweep that under the rug like that shit never happened. Like, what? He was like in his 20s or something like that, man. Come on. Oh man. But yeah, like I said, they go to Washington, Kitty Pryde, you know, talks in the Capitol Hill, and they try to debate that. You know, it's the whole courtroom drama stuff like that. Well, you're taking away our human rights. You know, they're gonna well, mutants aren't even humans. You know, but we are humans. You're being racist. They're like. How am I being racist? That's not being political wreck. You guys can blow up cities whenever you want to and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to do a quick sidebar. Actually, Marvel doesn't declare, dec- uh, define mutants as humans. Mm-hmm. Actually, in real life, they don't. There's actually a real-life case <laughs> where Marvel said the X-Men, the mutants aren't humans. And I'll tell you what happened. It's, funny. it's a funny situation. What happened was uh, Marvel was trying to sell their toys overseas, right? But they have like this huge tax for any kind of American imports overseas for any human toys. So if it's a human toy, they jack the price up on them real high. So Marvel went ahead and said, but well, wait, wait, wait. The X-Men aren't even human. They're mutants. You know, to get out of the taxes. So if they call them mm-hmm. mutants, they can't tax them. They're like, oh, that's not true. We'll prove it. So Marvel actually had to go to court to prove that the X-Men are not human. And won the case. So when they won the case, they didn't have to pay the taxes. So technically, Marvel, under their own rules legally, the X-Men and mutants are not human. Now, back to the story. Okay. So, they go on this, and they uh, talk about this crazy shit like that, and Kid Pride, you know, tries to fight them, but she's kind of losing against Capitol Hill because Capitol Hill's going to pass the bill anyway. So, she decides to go to dinner with Colossus, and it, I guess they have some, some you know, they're trying to rekindle the flame and stuff like that, but then I read really there, And out of nowhere, Colossus proposes to her. I don't know shit. Yeah, but she kind of, you know, declines it and turns the offer down or, or make it seem like she didn't really hear him and thing like that. So he kind of takes the proposal back and things like that. So never happened. But next day they go to court and things like that. And, of course, you know, and if you're reading any comic book and they're in a courtroom, a supervillain is going to crash through the courtroom. It happens every time. It's, it's a known trope. It happens every time. So we had a superhero, uh, super supervillain crash the courtroom this time. And this time it was Anton Von- Vanko, who comic fans know as whip, uh, actually Crimson Dynamo. But the MCU changed him to Whiplash. So in this comic book, he's Whiplash. He just is. Most people don't understand that in that Iron Man 2 movie that they actually, actually took two Iron Man villains and combined them into one. Crimson Dynamo was one, Whiplash another, they combine him into one guy. So Antoine Vanko is supposed to be Crimson Dynamo, but now he's Whiplash. So he gets into a fight with Kitty Pride and Colossus, Colossus, like I said, has no powers whatsoever, but Kitty Pryde takes him down by actually doing some cool shit. She actually, because Crimson Dynamo is Russian, right? So Kitty Pryde beats him with American flag, you know, America, you know, beats the fuck out of her, stuff like that. But he takes a she takes a pole and stabs him in the leg, but she actually she phases it through his leg. And then she materialized in his leg, and I said you take him out because he can't walk anymore, stuff like that. Uh what happens? Oh, but actually what they don't understand is that the Russians are coming after America and they start with the X-Men first. So Antoine Vanko was just there first. The next guy they're gonna send is Omega Red. And that's oh, how the damn. book ends, because Omega Red is supposed to be dead. He comes back, I guess the nineties killed him or something. I don't know. But yes, <laughs> he's back and he's trying to fuck up the X-Men. So. <laughs> So, so, Eli, is that where we are now? Are the Russians bad guys again? I I suppose. I mean, because, like, you know, the 80s, we had this really, you know, touchy time with them. But I guess everything was cool now. But I guess now the Russians are back being bad guys again. So because, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. So re- everything's retro, man. It's so coming back.
0: Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Russians are back in style again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah but overall the book was eh. I mean the art was done by Ken Lashley I love him as an artist uh, Mark Guggenheim is basically turning this X-Men book into like a fucking soap opera like pe- most people don't know that's about that people always go about the the racist allegory classism allegory sexuality allegory at the heart of the, at the end of the day X-Men always been a damn soap opera everybody in the damn mansion is banging everybody so and that's basically <laughs> going on now uh yeah, it was just one of those soap opera drama-type things like this. So I get a book about a three out of five, whatever. You know, It was way too predictable for my point, my taste. Uh, you got any other books, or I can keep going? Uh, I'm good, man. Okay, well, I'll keep going. Fuck it. Okay. Do, do it, man. All right, so the next book – well, before I get into the next book, I'm going to use the setup. Now, for all my comic book fans out there, I want you to understand. I want you to mark this date. I want you to mark August 28, 2017. Mark this date right now. The reason I want you to mark this date – is because the greatest comic book creator of all time birthday is that day, and the comic book creator I'm talking about is Jack the King Kirby. Oh, okay, it's his hundredth birthday. No shit. Yeah, hundredth birthday. So to celebrate that, DC is bringing out a bunch of books that he inspired and things like that to kind of you know to celebrate you oh, know his yeah I, I,
1: yeah I heard about this yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah so that's the do doing. Uh Marvel doesn't seem to be doing anything, and they've been kind of catching flack, and also, like, you know, like, Jack Kirby damn near, like, built you guys from the ground, you know? You should, like, you should be, like, you know, this should be just Jack Kirby everywhere for Marvel, but they're not really doing anything, you know? But, you know, like say said, are doing stuff for DC, so the first rollout book they're doing for DC is actually the New Gods special. So it's basically, okay. like, yeah, it's basically it's New Gods special number one, they just talk about the New Gods briefly, and actually, you know what, the book, it's more or less like a, a New Gods for Dummies. Like, it's actually a story, but it's more or less like New Gods for Dummies. It's just your classic, everyday New Gods story. Basically what happened is, Calibac, Calibac uh, sneaks into New Genesis. He kidnaps some of the uh, like the lower class uh, New Guys or Bugs, whatever you want to call them. And he's using them to build fire pits, sneakily. Because if he makes one fire pit, the fire pit's going to turn New Genesis into Apocalypse. You know, uh... Mm-hmm. Orion hears about that, so he like, no, I'm gonna stop my brother, because he's not gonna let Dark Side, my father, take over. You know, Orion is Dark Side's son, you know, stuff like that. But he lives in New Genesis, so he goes, uh, he takes another New God, Light Ray, and he brings the like one of the lower class guys, Forger, So those three go there to try to take down Calibac. And, you know, this is the typical thing. They kill a bunch of Parademons, stuff like that. Blah blah blah. Uh, Orion gets to a fight with Calibac, Calibac has some kind of machine from Dasar, you know, the, the scientist from the new apocalypse that makes him like as strong as Orion, because for those who don't know Orion, he can hang with, uh, Superman. Like he can put Superman on his ass if he wanted to, you know? Uh, (laughs) so they fight against each other, stuff like that. And he gets the best of it. And Calabac, you know, they, they able to stop new Genesis from turning to, you know, they stop the fire pit and they think the fight's over. So Calabac gets away and Orion is like, No, I'm going to stop Calibac. I'm going after him. He was like, but Light Light Ray, the other new guy, is like, no, don't worry about it. We'll get Calibac. Like, no, I'm going after fucking Calibac right now. And he takes Light Ray's hand, breaks his hand, and then runs after him. Because Orion is Darkseid's son. And what we mean by that, he has anger issues. Like, he may look like this handsome movie star-looking dude, but he only looks like that because the mother box makes him look like that. He really is like a fucking animal, like a savage or something like that. Like when, so when he was, you know, he finds up, catches up with Calibac. Calibac is all powerful and stuff like that. But Orion is so fucking mad, he doesn't care. He still beats the fuck, the living fuck out of Calibac. Just beats him just to the ground. Breaks his arm, breaks his rib, breaks his nose, everything, stuff like that. And Calibac is like, well, why don't you just go ahead and finish me? Just kill me. He's like, you know, I'm going to do something worse than that. I'm going to do worse than kill you. I'm gonna send you back to Dark Side. I'm gonna send you back to Daddy. They're like, no, you can't do that. You can't send me back to Dark Side all fucked up like this. That's worse than death. He's like, I know. So he opens up the boom tube, sends back the dark side all fucked up, and then that's the end of the story. And then but his like beast mode he got on his face right now, he does the mother box and kinda like makes him back all movie star, handsome looking again, stuff like that, you know, and that's kinda tones it down and it's some other little stories in there actually there's a there's a backup story written and drawn by jack kirby uh it's like a little story in there where they actually like you know new genesis is in the in the sky but on the ground they have the mother world and there's some guy named lonar never heard of lonar before anything like that but he's uh meets younger ryan's like a story in the past he meets younger ryan and he got this horse called thunderer and the horse is kind of scared of Orion because, you know, Orion has all this built up anger and stuff like that. And he runs away. But that's pretty much it. The whole thing is really about Orion and his anger issues and his beef with Darkseid and stuff like that. And it's just a quick little, you know, refresher course for anybody who doesn't know who the New Guards are. It doesn't really go into deep detail about who the New Guards are because Darkseid actually never shows up in the book at all. They don't talk about the Forever people. Uh, like like the New Guys are deep. There is a lot of stuff going on New Gods, and this this book just kind of like scratched the surface on stuff like that. So I give it about a you know three out of five, or something like that. It has some good artwork, but if you know anything about the good New Gods or read any kind of New Gods story, you've read this story before. It's nothing new, but it's cool. It's a nice little tribute to Jack Kirby. Then they're gonna roll some more as they go along, and you know it's it's whatever. Next next week, uh, Mister Miracle comes out. Oh okay. Uh, I think your boy. I've been Tommy, seeing
1: those. I see. Yeah, I have been seeing those ads. Yeah, like, they've been having previews in the back of
0: like a lot of the D.C. shit. Right. I think your boy Tom King writes that. You know, he wrote the Vision series like last year. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So he's, supposed to write he's doing Batman and shit. Yeah. He doing. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's writing the uh, Mr. Miracle book this week. So I'm I'm actually anticipating this. I haven't anticipated a book in a while. I've been seeing books coming. I've been like, yeah, I will just read this shit. Yeah, I read this shit. But I'm actually excited to read the Mister Miracle book. I want to see how it go because Mister Miracle is one of my favorite characters. If you saw the podcast last week, I went on and on about Mister Miracle. So I'm kind of see what Tom King brings him if he, he reinvents him like he did with Vision. You know? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, oh, I got one little bitty thing to talk about. We we're done with the comic book section, but I want to talk about one more thing about something that's near and dear to my heart, comic book wise, and it's milestone we need to do whatever we need to do to bring Milestone back because right now they have some issues right now. Uh, and I should talk about some news section, but I'll talk about it now. Uh, the late, great Dwayne McDuffie has passed, and that's why we have in these issues right now. But his widow, I don't have a name for him right now, but her, her widow is currently suing the owners of Milestone right now. Because basically what they're trying to do is, they're trying to since Dwayne McDuffie passed, the remainders are trying to start up Milestone, and they're trying to cut his family out of the profits, basically. Cause technically Dwayne McDuffie owned half of Milestone, so she owns half of Milestone. She's trying to say that she owns the rights to whatever they're trying to run out right because they're trying to get back in, you know, trying to get back in good with with DC again. Because they had a good relationship with DC, but that kind of fell apart when Dwayne McDuffie died. Uh so they're trying to repatch that thing up again. But she basically wants half of the company again like they did before. But they're trying to say it's not milestone we're calling it Milestone 2.0, so we don't owe you shit. You know, that's basically who, is all,
1: who is all in Milestone again?
0: Who's, Who's all in Milestone? All. Now, you're talking about the creators or you talking about the characters? The characters. characters. Okay, so you got Icon. Icon is in there. He's basically the black Superman. Uh, you have, he has the sidekick, Rocket. You have Static. Uh, okay,
1: Static. Static
0: is in Milestone. You have some other guys like Blood Syndicate. They were uh, basically a gang that, you know, got caught in the blast also. They gave them all superpowers, so they're kind of like a gang-slash superhero team. Uh, one of the—I think their leader eventually just, like, turned on the group and became a bad guy. He became, like, a, a, a Superman villain. Like, it was kind of cool watching watch a Superman fight like this black dude with dredge. You know, it kind of came out of nowhere, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was another one? We had—was uh, it Heavy Metal or Iron Guy? They had a black Iron Man, but I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> it'll it'll come to me once the player casts over so whatever oh <laughs> uh, but other than that uh yeah i mean like i said i milestone like that's what really made me love comics because before then i like i said representation matters it really does matter and all the the black characters that i saw in marvel i didn't relate to them at the time uh like black panther right around the time they kind of like got away because of his name so he really wasn't Like, in the books around the 80s and the 90s, not that much. Luke Cage, I couldn't stand Luke Cage. He was basically every stereotype you could think about, that's what he was. You know, he was just big, dumb, uh, only wanted money, you know, didn't care about anything else. I I, I couldn't relate to that. Falcon?
1: Yeah, that's how I felt about Warpath, you know.
0: Yo, exactly. I, 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 <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not reading this shit. I can see through this shit, man. I can't relate yeah. to Luke Cage. You know, I can't do that. Falcon, eh, fuck Falcon. You know. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was like years before. Well, Blade was there, but Blade didn't get cool until yeah. like, you know, like the late 90s, you know, so I couldn't yeah, really. Until to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Right, well, Wesley <laughs> Snipes, right. Then they went back in the book to make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we always had Blade like that. No, no, fuck you,
1: <laughs> Shit.
0: We see through that shit. But yeah, but looked, Milestone. You look
1: like Luke Cage in the comics. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. But see, but Milestone was different because Milestone was different because they actually had, like, they actually had black people with personalities, like characteristics. I am like, oh, I never seen that. White. Not only that, they had black people with different complexions. They had light skinned black people in comics. I was like, wow, that's the first time i ever seen something like that before. I didn't oh, know yeah. that was possible. <laughs> Even today in comics, now, all black people just win shades. So that's why whenever they have a light-skinned actor in one of these, in these car- in comic book movies. Like, oh, he doesn't look like the character? That's because light-skinned like, people didn't exist in comic books. Now, they still don't now, you know. But Dwayne McDuffie was the architect of all this stuff. He was like, honestly, he, to me, he's one of my favorite writers of all time, period. Not black, not white, whatever, just all time, period. He created Damage Control. Uh, if you look in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, they actually gave him... He was in the credits, you know, and they gave him credit for creating damage control. Uh, he wrote the <clears throat> the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. He was head writer on that show. So that whole Cadmus arc, and Flash was running around the world, punching like loose and things like that. He wrote all that shit. That was him. Cool. cool. Yeah, so, like I said, it, that was great, but when he died, like I said, they fell out of favor with DC. Richie Hudlin is kind of running things right now. Richie, I got... I'll, I'll talk about Reggie Hudson later on. He's a whole podcast onto himself. Uh, but other than that, like I said, I just hope they get all this stuff squared away. Because I, I need – we need Milestone back. Milestone is something that is desperately missing from comic books, and we need something like that again. So I hope they get all this shit cleared away. Other than that, Eli, you got anything else to add? I think we got it. I think we got everything. Like I said, people, if you've been listening this this long, you might as well go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Go ahead and give us a like. Give us a shout out. That's all we ask for. We don't ask for anything else. We're easy, you know. <laughs> uh, listen to our other podcast, other podcasts we have going around. The Outright Geekery, we have the Give Value podcast. We have Eli hosting the Geek Savs podcast. Uh, Ryan Gomer is actually doing the this Geek in Comics podcast, I think, right now as we're filming this right now. So go check him out. I'm probably missing a few other podcasts, but, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I'll remember them next week. <laughs> uh, until then, we will talk to you guys later. This is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you later.